You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Philly Sedam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday. June the 18th, as we head into the weekend, what a long week it felt like. You know, it just, even from a Phillies perspective, obviously, I think if you're a uh, a fan of all the teams in Philly, uh, it's been a horrendous week from a Sixers perspective. Uh, but I think just a long week, certainly from a Phillies perspective, I'll tell you, as someone has to wake up at 6 o'clock every day, uh, staying up for those late games was... Uh, it was it was an adventure. Uh, I'm definitely still feeling it. The off day yesterday was a, was a treat. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but look, I, I I do love West Coast baseball holistically. My whole life, I love the idea of late night stay up and watch the fills. It's the best. But um, when you have to get up in the morning, a little less fun. But but luckily, thank goodness, the Phillies gave us a win on Wednesday. I mean, we needed that so desperately as a city. And this morning coming off that Sixers loss, the Phillies picking us up. Zach Wheeler doing what he's done all season, just picking us up when we need it. Thank goodness for Zach Wheeler. I just, I know I said that yesterday. I'll say it every day. I'm just so grateful that that guy's a Philadelphia Philly right now. I don't know where we'd be without Zachary Wheeler. Thank goodness. Love that guy. Um, all right, a lot to get into today. The off day yesterday giving us a chance to catch up a little bit. Um, I want to talk about Tyler Glass now a little bit later. We talked about it uh, earlier this week when the comments came out in reaction, and, and I've had some time to think, and I have some new thoughts on the whole situation. But first, let, let's look ahead as, uh, you know, look, coming off the win two days ago, um, the Phillies win, desperately needed. You lose the first two in Los Angeles, then you you take that game 2 nothing against Kershaw. You needed a big hit from Reese Hoskins, gets back off the schneid a little bit. Great to see. It was a, a desperately needed win against a very good baseball team, and, and you lose the first two, but, you know, I, I was disappointed with it, um, the way it happened, the runners on base being left there and, and the inability to convert. And the, the frustrating part was it was winnable games. But, you know, the the, the, the converse, the flip side of that is, is you know, the Dodgers are better. <laughs> Just flat out they're a better baseball team than the Phillies. So, you, know, you take one and three there, and and you know you step back from the the games themselves. One and three, it's it's okay. You know, especially for this Phillies road team. I mean, if you had told me before they went out there, you know, coming off the hot streak, uh, I probably would have pushed back a little bit. But just in a general sense, if you had said they go out there and lose five of six, lose all six, I wouldn't be shocked. Don't look, they could still lose five of six, but um, I, I think they take at least one in San Francisco. Hopefully, right? I mean, I I can't say I think they take more than that because that would be disingenuous because they have not done that on the road but but it's a big series coming up here as you know the Phillies really need to find a way to win some baseball games here because 
Um, the road thing is real. You know, they are now 12 and 21 on the road. It is awful. And you got five games in New York against the Mets next weekend, which is uh, four games, excuse me, in New York uh, against the Mets next weekend. That's a, you know, potentially a season-defining series up until this point. Um, has the chance to be one way or the other. You know, if you can take three or four or sweep, or if they take three or four or sweep, you know, kind of goes the other way. But it is an important series as the Mets, you know, out in front uh, with a, a nice size lead against the Phillies. It's it's a chance to make up some games, a chance to take some back. And look, Jacob DeGrom left the game a couple of days ago with an injury. We'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you're not rooting for anyone to be hurt and certainly not rooting for one of the best pitchers I've ever seen in my lifetime to be hurt. Um, but if he is hurt, it is something that, that could give the Phillies an opportunity to get back into things. So um, all that is to say that this series in San Francisco is massive. Um, it's massive. And look, it'd be massive going up against Gabe Kapler no matter what, right? I mean, just uh, from a Phillies uh, perspective, going out west and, and facing Gabe um, is uh, is fun, right? It's a fun thing to do, you know, the whole history and all that. But you know, all you can do right now is credit Gabe Kapler. Uh, you know, that's all you could do. I mean, he has his team playing as one of the best teams in the sport right now. One of the best in the sport. And they are far less talented than the Philadelphia Phillies and a number of other teams. So, I mean, nothing but credit for Gabe Kapler and the job he's doing out there. I mean, you look at the the Giants lineup. You know, you just go through and, and look at some of the guys that he is finding a way to win games with. I mean, you know, for the average baseball fan, like, they're names you know, um, but they're certainly not names you say, oh, that's going to be the best baseball team out there. I mean, Buster Posey is a name we all know, obviously a, you know, multiple-time MVP, multiple World Series time winner, all that, but you know, we had thought Buster Posey was was uh, on the back end, so to speak, right? I mean, you know, you didn't think Buster Posey still had anything left. Well, Buster Posey this season has certainly had something left. He has been absolutely unbelievable for the Giants. A 996 OPS this season for Buster Posey. 411 OBP, a 586 slugging. He's got 12 homers in 47 games. Buster Posey has been um, throwback Posey. You know, he's been the best player on their team. He's been one of the better players in the league. Certainly the best, one of the best hitting catchers in baseball this season. Um, a throwback season from Posey has been a big at the age of 34, no less. I mean, we talk about McCutcheon and all the struggles, uh, you know, and, and he's been better lately. But but at, at the age of 34, Buster Posey not showing anywhere to turn. And the Giants really an older team when you look at it, too. I mean, uh, Brandon Belt starting for them, having a, a throwback year as well. Belt with an 882 OPS. My man is 33 years old. Donovan, Solal- Donovan Solano. Uh, starting second baseman, a 33-year-old. Brandon Crawford also having a throwback season with a uh, a strong OPS, 866 from the shortstop position. Well, also, obviously, one of the best defensive shortstops in the league. He's having a throwback season at 34 years old, and then he's out right now. He got hurt uh, on the IL, but Evan Longorio had been awesome for them, a 892 OPS. Um, and Longoria, 35 years old. So it's really actually interesting when you look at this this team. And obviously, you know, they're getting some stuff. Uh, Alex Dickerson is hurt, but he's 31. Mike Yastrzemski's 30, um, who's been, you know, great for them. Steven Duggar, 27, their youngest starter. Um, you know, Wilmer Flores is 29. He's been playing for them. Um, it is it is astounding when you look at this team. You think about um, 
how much age there is there. It really is. It, it's shocking. That that group of guys, that group of guys I just said to you, and then look, they've, they've had great pitching, which has really been a, a major factor. And a Kevin Gaussman, who luckily the Phillies will miss, is a legitimate Cy Young contender. For the Giants, Kevin Gaussman has been unreal. Kevin Gaussman on the season, 7-1, and one, with a 1-4-3 ERA on the season. 7-1 and one with a 1-4-3 ERA. That's legit. He's pitched 81 innings, and he's got a 1-4-3 ERA. I mean, Kevin Gaussman is awesome. He'll be an all-star. He is uh, a Cy Young contender. He's been great. Anthony Descafani has been getting outs for them. Descafani has pitched well. Um, Alex Wood has been great for them. Alex Wood has stepped in and done a great job for them. Johnny Cueto has been hurt uh, off and on, but even the 35-year-old Cueto has pitched well for them. Um, the Phillies will see a guy, luckily, with some injuries there. Logan Weber, Aaron Sanchez hurt. They're going to see a guy named Sammy Long, who I didn't know much about, but he's been not great. So you like the Sammy Long matchup uh, in Game 3, and we'll go through the the, the matchups. Um, but... I think that the takeaway from this, this looking at this Giants team, and you go through it, I mean, it is, um, it's pretty amazing that they are where they are, that they have the record that they have, um, because it is a uh, who's who of unexciting players, you know. Other than Buster Posey, it's really a a um, a real feels like a cobbled together team of of older guys, um, but they play baseball the right way. I know it's a cliche and all that but they hit runners in they play great defense they come back they were down seven nothing nine max the other day they they won handily um it's a uh it's a really good baseball team and it's one of those teams where the sum is clearly greater than the the parts you know there's a team that again when you look at it in a talent perspective an individual player perspective it it doesn't jump off the page at all. You look at it and say, that's a bad baseball team. And that's why coming into the season, a lot of people had them as a team that would finish fourth or fifth in that division, uh, you know, or third or third at best, a, a team that was not a real playoff contender. And they've just crushed all the expectations so far. And it seems sustainable the way they're doing it. You wouldn't think it is. Again, they're, I mean, again, let me just read you the, these players in their starting lineup. Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Donovan Solano, Brandon Crawford, Stephen Duggar, Mike Yastrzemski, Wilmer Flores. I mean, that's a 40-plus win team? Really? The starting staff, again, and Kevin Gausman has been amazing. But but as baseball fans, just stepping back, Kevin Gausman, Anthony Desclafani, Alex Wood, and Johnny Cueto? Really? That's a team that's one of the best in baseball? Absolutely not from a talent perspective, and yet they are. They are one of the best teams in baseball, and they've played like it, and they deserve to be in that group because of the way they've played. And you got to give a ton of credit to Gabe Kapler. Obviously, Farhan Zaidi, who built the team, gets a ton of credit too for this kind of unconventional way of putting these pieces that you wouldn't think would be great together and, and it being great. Um, but Gabe too, man. Gabe has done a magnificent job. He really has. He's pushed all the right buttons with this group. And again, you know, everyone was talking about, oh, Gabe Kapler, the analytics guy, and the how's he going to relate to players and all that. This is a group of veteran players, right? I mean, you got Buster Posey, Brandon Bell, Longoria is there, Cueto. I mean, these are guys who've been around the block. So guys have been in the league for a long time. Again, thirty-three and thirty-four year old guys. 
Seems like Gabe's relating to them pretty well, huh? Seems like it's working out okay. Um, I've been really impressed with what Gabe's done there, and, and I'm impressed with this Giants team. Again, it is... And, look, you know, you're always going to have some some surprising teams. I think the Royals in 2015, you go back and you think about them winning the World Series, and you look at that roster, it's like, wow, I... You know, they got some good pieces, they got some nice players, but I would have never expected that team to do what they did. This Giants team feels a little bit like that. And uh, far from winning the World Series, far from making the playoffs, we're, you know, not even halfway through the season. And and on the flip side, we've seen many teams who you don't expect to be good get off to a really hot start and then maybe limp into the playoffs because it was such a good start or, or miss the playoffs entirely. We've seen that. And this could be that case, but, uh, I, you know, all we could do is take what we've seen, and what we've seen is this is a giant scene that wins baseball games and finds ways to win baseball games and fights and plays smart baseball. So this is a serious series here for the Phillies. Like I said, I think you have to assume that they lose two of three, uh, you know, but what if they could find a way to win a couple of these? I mean, it would be so big for this baseball team. It really would, and a, a real confidence boost and all that type of stuff. As again, you know, this is a a, a damn good Giants team. Somehow, some way, a, a damn good Giants team. And we remember the Giants came to town in April, uh, and the Phillies won one of the three here at home. They lose two nothing in the first one. Kevin Gaussman shuts it down. They lose ten seven in that second one. A rough loss. Remember that one. And then they uh, they win the last one six to five. A close one, but um, you know that was a frustrating series. And and again, it's like. You know, Gabe coming here, oh, Gabe Kapler back and all that. Let's let's beat up on these Giants, and they didn't. And now the Giants look even better now, you know, and they're home too. And uh, the, the Giants have been a great home team. You know, they've been really, really good at home. 21-9 at home. That's, that's good baseball, you know. So um, the big series. It's a really big series for the Phillies here, and, and one that, like, I'll, you know, flat out, I'm not going to say I'm super confident in. I don't expect them to win two of three. I certainly don't expect them to win three of three. But look, you know, the Phillies have have surprised us recently. They've been better than expected lately. And this is what we need from this team. We need them to find a way to beat teams on the road and and good teams, but particularly teams on the road. You know, the 12 and 21 on the road is is not good enough. It's going to be the thing that that brings this team back from being a real contender until they can find ways to to manufacture energy, to create excitement, to to thrive on the road, they're going to be what they are. And that's why it's such an important series. Because, look, I, I, the Dodgers are, I think, a better baseball team than the Giants. I get it that the Giants have a better record right now and the Giants are out in front and all that, but the Dodgers are better. The Dodgers are more talented. The Dodgers are the most talented team in the sport. So losing two or three of the Dodgers when you are in every single one of those games, like close baseball games, like while it's frustrating because we wanted to see them carry the the uh, excitement, the energy, and all that from from home to the road, you want that. Um, so it's disappointing, especially when they lose the first two. But losing two or three to the Dodgers in LA and and being in all three games is not like a, an indictment of a team. It's not. The Dodgers are awesome. Dodgers are great. Phillies were in all the games. Like, it's frustrating the way they lost the two. They lost, especially, again, with all the base runners that they couldn't convert. So, you know, it is frustrating. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not frustrated with the fact that they weren't able to convert more than they did. But uh, it's not it's not an indictment to lose two or three to the Dodgers. Um, and, look, it wouldn't be an indictment to lose two or three of the Giants. But 
I think you have a better chance to take two or three versus the Giants than you do against the Dodgers, is what I'm saying. And, and it would be really nice to see the Phillies do something, to see the Phillies surprise us on the road. And look, some good news. It looks like Bryce Harper will be back for today's game. That's at least the word Todd Zalagi saying yesterday. Uh, Segura, obviously, the injury worse. He's out for three weeks. Plus, who knows? Um, but it does look like Bryce Harper could be back for this series. And, you know, we've talked so much about how important Bryce is to this lineup. And if, if Bryce can get locked in and be healthy and, you know, be a factor here, how much better this team could be. I mean, they're 33 and 33 with mostly, you know, Bryce Harper not playing that much. And and when he is, not not being the Bryce Harper they need. So Harper coming back for this series could be really big, a nice spot for him to to get going a little bit. I know it's a tough stadium for lefties to hit in, tough stadium for anyone to hit in. But um, Harper coming back will be big. It's an emotional lift. You need that. Um, especially like we were talking about on the road, maybe it brings a little extra juice. So just, just a massive series, like a massive, massively important series against the San Francisco Giants, against Gabe Kapler here. Um, you know, you hope the Phillies can can find a way to win it, um, at least win two or three. That would be, again, it would really go a long way for this team. I, I can't emphasize that enough. All right, we'll get to the pitching matchups uh, in this series in a little bit. We'll look ahead to these games and, and the weekend. Um, but quickly, before we get out of here, I wanted to, to get back to the Tyler Glass now stuff because – we spoke about it earlier in the week. It was just in the midst of the memo coming out to baseball and the massive reaction across the board from Glassnow and, and other players. We talked about Trevor Bauer and a bunch of other pitchers spoke out, and I was actually surprised how many hitters spoke out against it. And and the general theme being the idea that that you know implementing this in the middle of a season is a mistake. And I I've been very strong in believing that they should crack down on this um, that, you know, as we've talked about so many times, if, if there is a way to create a better version of baseball, uh, a version without as many strikeouts, a version without as much pitcher dominance, a, a version with more balls in play, more doubles, more triples, more great defensive plays, all these type of things that we love to watch as baseball fans that made us fall in love with the sport. More of that is better, right? I mean, that's just a, a, a factual statement. There is a better version of baseball than the one we've seen for most of the season. And I do think that that something like this, where again, and we've talked about the dramatic changes, the the mound stuff, and this and that, like this could be a very good way to to attack this issue in a in a seemingly simple way. Now, I think that what was lost in the discussions about it and all that is that there are gray areas here, and I think that's what Tyler Glass now pointed out, and that I you know hit me harder. Um, first and foremost, that that there is a major difference between something like spider tack and something like sunscreen and rosin to get a, a grip. And the way glass now described it is the difference between spinning the ball and just getting a grip on the ball. And the idea that, that pitchers need to have a grip on a ball. And, and I, in discussing this, uh, you know, I'm kind of, I, I'm uh, initially in, and when this came up, when JT Romuto talked about it and all that and said, you know, we need to do something about this, that it was more of a, an all or nothing. All right, they they need to just get rid of this and and crack down on something that again is illegal in the sport. It is cheating, you know, for all intents and purposes. Um, but I've come back a little bit on that after hearing Glass now speak. And look, I when he first talked about uh, you know, his injury being caused by this and that he believes it it played a role, and he does say that that you know he understands that the reason he hurt his arm is because he's six foot seven and throws 100 miles an hour, but that this contributed to it. When he talks about it and describes 
you know, how much tighter he has to hold the ball and how you can feel that in your forearm and the muscles tightening and, and changing and stuff that it makes all the sense in the world that it could have contributed to it. Honestly, when he explains it, it's like, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that probably played a role in you hurting yourself. I think it did. I think he's right the way he explains it. So I, I can understand that. And that is a, a concern for this, the idea of, of pitchers overdoing it and, and, and hurting themselves as Glass now did. I, I do think that's real. I, I don't think, because again, when I saw that quote, he, he even says it. He says when it first came up, the idea of you, you know talking to doctors about this and have, has anyone thought about the potential ramifications from a medical perspective? He was like, that's stupid. That sounds like an excuse. And then he's using that excuse later. And he's like, I, you know, I was wrong. And I, I get it. I do think there's some validity to that. And to the greater point about the idea of, of the gray area in between, the idea of, yes, there's the, the real sticky stuff, the real game-enhancing stuff, and then there's a, a grip and a, a, a lesser way to do it. And maybe there is a, a better way to do this than a full-on crackdown. I don't know. And I, and I certainly understand the idea of, of mid-season throwing it in and just forcing pitchers to adjust is, is dangerous, too. Again, on the flip side, I still do get the idea of like, all right, so we're saying it's okay to cheat, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the conundrum that we're in here, right, is that it is cheating. It is against the rules. And if Major League Baseball is going to crack down, then that's okay because they're stopping something they should have stopped a long time ago. But again, when you hear Glass now speak, and Tyler Glass now, to his credit, is you know, one of the, the more genuine, intelligent athletes I, I've ever heard talk. I mean, he is clearly a super bright guy who is thoughtful and doesn't just say things to say things. Like, I think he really gives these things thought. And I was moved by what he had to say. You know, he he moved me to to and moved my position a little bit. You know, kind of got me into that gray area more and saying, all right, you know, I don't like spider tech. I don't think they should be using this stuff. But if, if there is a gray area there, I, I kind of understand it. And also to the, the injuries thing and balls getting loose and hitting players, which again is something he brought up that is a, a fear. And I know that Andrew McCutcheon tweeted about that. You know, when, when the memo was sent out, he tweeted out a, a, a gif of a, a guy in like, you know, a uh, bubble wrap type of thing, like being like, uh-oh, don't hit us. You know, we're going to get hit. And I get it because the control matters. And if you can't control baseball when you're throwing it that hard, that could be a dangerous thing. So I just, I, I don't know what the right answer to all this is. I, I don't know exactly how it should be handled or what the best way to handle it is. But I, I will admit that, you know, I, I had a hard and fast position. And, and after hearing Tyler Glass now speak, after hearing a lot of former players and current players come out and, and, say, and say their piece on this, it has changed my opinion a little bit, and I, I'm I'm able to step back and say, you know what, I'm not 100% sure anymore if this is exactly the right way to do it. I, I definitely think they need to do something, and I applaud them for doing something, but it does feel like um, they might have not done it the right way or might be doing it um, a little too draconianly or whatever. I don't know what the exact way to say it is, but um, it's it's a real issue right now the way this is going down and again ultimately i think it helps the sport to not have the sticky stuff in it it helps a better version of the sport i think that is the, the predominant most important thing but uh, again the way they're going about it and the offshoots of what could happen because of it and, and potentially what did happen like last now's injury like that is notable and should be discussed and should be factored into it so Again, I've said this every time and I'll continue to. It is the most fascinating story of the season. It will be the most fascinating story of the season. It is something that I think is going to have wide-ranging, long-term impact 
and, uh, you know, is going to change a lot of things about the game and how it looks and how these pitchers pitch. And um, it's going to be a story. It's going to be something that's followed. And we'll see if there are more injuries. We'll see if there are guys getting hit because pitchers can't control it. It's, there's, there's a lot that could come, and it's going to be fascinating. All right, let's get to the series this weekend again. We've already talked about how important it is. It is massive. And, um, you know, uh, you wish you had better pitchers going for it, but it is what it is. You got Velasquez, Nola, Velasquez, Nola, Nola Howard, and then Howard with the piggyback, whether it's Falter or Suarez in that one. Uh, luckily, Howard's going up against that Sammy Long guy who I mentioned, so that's a, an advantage there. But Velasquez versus Cueto tonight, tough draw. It's a tough one. You hope for the best. Vinny looked better in his last start, fingers crossed. Nola against Alex Wood tomorrow is a great game, and you hope we get the Nola we got last week. You really need it. Nola really needs to bring it in this one. There's a big Aaron Nola start here against the Giants, and then, again, Howard versus Long. Um, then off day Monday, so we'll be back. We can react to the whole series and then look ahead to, again, a big week next week. Two at home against the Nats and then four in New York. It's big. It's really, really big. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, but it's also it's also important. So we'll dive into that next week. So uh, for now, handle the Giants. Beat Gabe Kapler, all right? Please beat Gabe Kapler just two or three. I'm not asking for three, no way. I'm uh, Even one, I'm not going to be like losing my mind angry. Please take two or three. It would be amazing and so huge for this team. Either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it on Monday. So until then, have a great weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.